0: Turn with me to the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verse 9. The book of Colossians, chapter 1, verse 9, beginning a series on spiritual warfare today. And um, this scripture actually focuses on Jesus. It does mention some things about spiritual warfare, uh, but the main emphasis is on Jesus, and whenever you talk about spiritual warfare, we need to understand that the one who is with us is greater than the one who is against us. And uh, and so, we're going to focus on the Lord Jesus Christ today, uh, primarily. Uh, the the uh, Apostle Paul, who formerly was Saul of Tarsus, was a very educated man, but, but before he came to Christ, he missed Jesus Christ. He knew all these things about the Word of God, but he was persecuting the church, he was opposing the things of God, and he had missed the main character, the main focus, the main anticipation of all of Scripture in Jesus Christ. And so, when he came to Christ on the Damascus Road, it truly turned his world upside down. In one moment, he went from being an opponent of Christ to putting his trust in Christ, and his life would never be the same. Thank God for those who share the message of the truth of the gospel with us so that we can be changed and transformed. I'm so grateful for those who shared Christ's truth with me. Uh, but we need spiritual understanding. You know, if somebody like Saul of Tarsus could miss the main point of Scripture, the main individual that Scripture anticipated, you and I can miss things in our walk. Uh, and we need the Lord's help in understanding spiritually the things we need to understand so that we can live the Christian life and walk in the victory that God desires us to experience. Uh, this scripture today is written to the church at Colossae, uh, and Paul It has been speaking of the fact that they've come to Christ uh, and, and that they're living for Christ, they're doing a good job, but he says, I am praying for you. I have been called to pray for you, and I'm burdened to pray for you because I don't want you just to live where you are. I want you to grow." in spiritual understanding so that you can reach the full potential of what God has for you in your spiritual life. Uh, And so he begins to talk to them about what he is praying for and then to talk about the effect of that prayer and how it is going to change their lives. And so that's where we pick this up. And uh, we need spiritual understanding and to pursue that in our lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. The title of my message is, The Need for Spiritual Understanding. And look with me at verse 9 of Colossians 1. For this reason also, since the day we heard this, we haven't stopped praying for you. We are asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, so that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience, joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the saints' inheritance and the light. He has rescued us from the domain of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. In him we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For everything was created by him in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. So the need for spiritual understanding. Why do we need spiritual understanding? Well, first of all, it is necessary for our obedience. It is necessary for our obedience. Uh, In verse 10, he's speaking of what he's praying for. He says, so that you may walk, worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him. You need God's Word and you need the Holy Spirit of God working in you to reveal that truth to your life so that you can live a life that pleases God. God's Word reveals to us, first of all, what God desires. Right? It tells us what He's like. It tells us how to please Him because uh, it, just as, as you have human relationships and as you grow in your human relationships, whether it's to a spouse, whether it's with your kids, you, you begin to learn what people like and what they don't like. And, and you grow in that relationship and you learn how to work together over time. And some of you have been married so long that you've begun to think like each other. And some of you will finish each other's sentences because you've learned each other so well. Uh, God wants us to have spiritual understanding so that we will know how to live in a way that pleases Him. And this is a very important thing. And as we do that, there are blessings that come uh, through that obedience uh, because a life of righteousness itself is uh, a blessing from God. And so we'll walk closely with God. We'll have... Uh, greater joy in our walk with Him as we walk closer to Him. And all, all that happens through our obedience. Obedience involves not only uh, not doing what we shouldn't do, but also doing what we should do. Uh, it involves the pursuit of our mind, what we choose to think about in our lives, what we choose to say with our mouth, uh, their sins of speech, uh, our attitudes, Okay, all of these areas of life are focused on in the pages of Scripture, and God tells us how to live a life of obedience, a life that pleases Him. You know, I'm convinced that there's a lot of Christians that just simply don't uh, experience the joy of God because they don't obey God. Sometimes that may be a willful choice, Other times, it may be that they simply do not understand what pleases God. Uh, Somebody once said, the closer to the light you get, the more dirt you see. Uh, And I found that to be true. God reveals new things as we grow spiritually in our lives that we need to deal with. But he does that through the pages of Scripture and through the Holy Spirit's work in our hearts. So that is a very important part of why we need spiritual Understanding. So why do we need spiritual understanding? It's necessary for our obedience. Secondly, it's necessary for our fruitfulness. If you look in verse 10, he says, well, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work. Bearing fruit in every good work. So our fruitfulness is affected by our spiritual understanding. He says, I'm asking you to have spiritual understanding. Why? Because I want you to be fruitful. I want you to be fruitful. Uh, What do we learn in Scripture that will make us more fruitful? Well, uh, we learn what that fruit is, for one thing. Uh, The Bible tells us in Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Uh, We also can bear fruit in the things that we do. Uh, That is a a bearing of fruit of sorts. Uh, We can bear fruit as we lead other people to Christ. That's another way we bear fruit. But all of these things are affected by our spiritual understanding. And one key to bearing fruit is learning how to walk in the Spirit. To be surrendered to Him and trusting in Him and letting Him guide us in our lives. So that he lives his life through us. Where do we learn about that? In the pages of scripture. As the Holy Spirit teaches us. And uh, over time, uh, God, as we grow in our walk with him, he teaches us more and more how to live a more fruitful life. Uh, so the Spirit of God is a key to that. But also the understanding that we need of how to line ourselves up with the Holy Spirit. Uh, And what I mean by that, kind of goes along with obedience, we don't quench the Spirit of God. Okay, So, in my life, I can choose uh, to walk in obedience to the Holy Spirit, in obedience to the Word of God, um, or I can choose to say, no, I'm not going to do that, no, Holy Spirit, I'm not going to follow your leadership, and when I do that, I quench the Spirit of God. And when I do that, I ruin my fruitfulness because in my old nature, in my flesh, the Bible says there dwells no good thing. (laughs) And so if I'm just trying to produce what's there in me apart from the help of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to fail. So this spiritual understanding helps us line ourselves up with the Holy Spirit so that we can be fruitful. And our walk with God. So the need for spiritual understanding helps us with our obedience. Secondly, helps us with our fruitfulness. Thirdly, helps us with our growth. He says, growing in the knowledge of God. Uh, Verse 10. Growing in the knowledge of God. That word knowledge is interesting. Um. Our spiritual understanding helps us to grow, and that growth is not just in knowledge about what's in Scripture, but in the spiritual importance of it, okay? Well, what I mean by that is you can be a lost person. I think there are some lost people teaching in the seminaries of our land, okay? They don't know Christ, but they know a whole lot about uh, what is in Scripture, now they may, but they don't know the spiritual importance of it. You see, you can write a treatise on a scripture passage, but if you don't know the God who wrote the scripture, you're going to miss the point. And so to ha- understand the spiritual importance, the spiritual uh, gist of what God intends, you need God's help and uh, spiritual understanding found in the Word of God, but also enabled by the Holy Spirit once He saves our soul. okay. If, you're, if you don't know Christ, the Bible says the natural man, He calls the, the person that doesn't know Christ the natural man. The natural man doesn't understand the things of God. that is foolishness to him. Uh, but when you become a Christian, when you repent of your sin, and you put your trust in Jesus, and you receive his gift of eternal life, then you have a new aptitude in your heart and life to hear from God. And the Holy Spirit of God comes to live within you and begins to help you with this process of growth in your understanding. And as you grow in your understanding, you grow spiritually. Uh, another idea that's contained in this word, the knowledge of God, the word knowledge there, is the idea of intimate fellowship. Okay, knowing somebody—in other words, not just knowing facts, but knowing Him. Okay, so you grow in your knowledge of Him. The only way you can do that is with the help of the Holy Spirit and through the supernatural enabling of the Word of God. Um, when uh, when your kids are little, you, you, you have to feed them, right? Uh, you may give them formula at the beginning, and then they work up to baby food and then solid food and so, so forth. But they've got to have some input uh, if they're going to grow. Uh, the same thing is true with plants. Now, I'm not very good with plants, uh, but my wife does a pretty good job. And, and one of the things she does is she will put nutrients... And, uh, and, you know, food for these plants at times when they're struggling. And we'll, we'll give them some extra attention to help them grow. Well, God's miracle grow is right here, okay? Uh, and as you put this in your mind and in your heart and in your life, God is going to help you grow spiritually. And as you surrender yourself to this word, very important, Uh, The Holy Spirit of God will apply it, and he'll help you grow. And so, so important. So we need spiritual understanding. Uh, It's necessary for our obedience, for our fruitfulness, for our growth, also for our worship. Look at the end of verse 11 and the beginning of verse 12. Joyfully giving thanks. Joyfully giving thanks. Why do we need spiritual understanding to joyfully give thanks? Well, if you don't know what to be thankful for, you can't give thanks, right? So, uh, the Word of God helps us know what to thank God for. By the way, did you know when you read the Word of God, or when you hear the Word of God, it shouldn't just be a one-sided conversation. You need to respond to the Lord. If you're convicted of sin, you need to confess it and repent of it. Uh, if God shows you some wonderful truth, uh, thank Him for it. Uh, if, if you're inspired by the greatness of God, take a moment, hit the pause button and praise Him. Say, Lord, I praise you for your goodness, or I praise you for your grace, whatever the case may be. Uh, so that it is an interactive dialogue with God. Did you know God didn't intend His Word just to be read for information's sake? He intended His Word To be the basis of a vital relationship that we have with Him. And to change us and so forth. And so, our worship is dependent upon the truth of Scripture. And you know what I found? Uh, At the beginning of my spiritual life, I was happy to be a Christian. I I knew Jesus died for me and paid the price for my sin. And I was happy about that and I was excited. I was praising God for that. But I really didn't understand a whole lot of the significance of what Jesus had done for me. But over the years, as I've spent time in the Word of God, and as I've studied His truth, the riches of God's Word and what He has done for us has just overwhelmed me at times. There have been times I have sat in my study... And I have been reading the truths of God's Word or, or perhaps a, a book talking about those things and the tears will just roll down my cheeks because of just the, the beautiful things that God has done for us. Do you know that you're reconciled to God? Um, now, yes, if you may know that you're reconciled to God, but do you know how, how much that took for that to take place? <laughs> to have a holy perfect, righteous, spotless God have a relationship with a sinner who the Bible says our hearts are desperately wicked. Who can know them? We we don't even understand the wickedness of our own hearts sometimes. So on the one hand, you've got God who's supremely righteous. On the other hand, you've got man who's supremely wicked. What a miracle of God that God used Jesus and what he did at Calvary's cross to bring a holy God and sinful man together through Jesus Christ. It is a miracle of God. What about being justified? When I first understood the doctrine of justification, it set me free. Do you know one of the devil's main tools is the tool of accusation? He'll accuse you. He'll bring things to mind that you've done in your past and remind you of them and try to make you feel bad about those things. But if you know Jesus Christ, if you've confessed your sin, can I tell you on the authority of God's Word, He is faithful and just to forgive your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. My sin was placed upon Christ at the cross. Jesus paid the price for it. But he also lived the perfect life I couldn't live. And he credited his perfect righteousness to me. That's what we call justification. He acquitted me of all my sin, past, present, future. It was nailed to the cross, spiritually speaking. Jesus died for it. And now I'm set free. I'm justified. I can enter the presence of God boldly. Because of what he's done for me. So there are many things like that. As you begin to study them. And understand the magnitude. Of what God has done. It just inspires worship. So now. I sing sometimes many of the same songs. I sang years ago. Without much understanding. And today. I sing those songs. With a whole new appreciation for what Jesus has done for me. And I'm going to tell you something. It makes me worship. Sometimes I'm, I, I'm riding my car. I shout. I know that's unbaptist, but I do it anyway. I get excited in the Lord Jesus Christ, and I want to worship him for all he's done. Uh, listen, you need spiritual understanding so you can catch a hold of what Christ has done for you and uh, and worship him in the way that brings him Uh, Pleasure and blesses his heart. So the need for spiritual understanding, it's necessary for our obedience, for our fruitfulness, for our growth, for our worship, for our perseverance. Look at verse 11. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience, perseverance. When life is hard, how do you make it through? You make it through with spiritual understanding. God helps you understand. One of the things I've loved over the years that has helped me through difficult times, God has taught me about hope. As a Christian, I have hope. Jesus is coming back. You know, whatever you're going through today, can I tell you something? If you know Jesus, it's temporary. One day, Jesus is coming back, one day, the grief and heartache of this life are going to be over and we'll enter into the blessings of what God has prepared for us. That's our hope. <clears throat> Another thing I've found out about perseverance through the Word of God is that God sustains us. First Peter says this, We are kept by the power of God through faith. Sometimes you, you just have to be kept by God. Uh, somebody said, when God's all you have, you'll find he's all you need. Uh, sometimes you just have to be kept by the power of God. You have to persevere. I remember specifically a difficult time of life I was going through. And God would lift me up through his word. And um, I remember there, there was this song in, called Press On. We've sung it here, a, a portion of it here. Um, in this church, but the lyrics go something like this. In Jesus' name we press on. In Jesus' name we press on. Dear Lord, with the prize clear before our eyes. In Jesus' name we press on. And I want to tell you something. Sometimes I would sing that song in that season of my life and the, the tears would be there and I'd just be recognizing, Lord, if, if you're not with me, and if you didn't give me hope, Lord, I couldn't make it. But praise God, because of what you told me in your word, and because of the grace you supply, I can make it through. I can persevere to the other side. He says, I want you to have spiritual understanding so you can persevere. By the way, this is the same Apostle Paul who was beaten for his faith, put in prison stoned and left for dead, shipwrecked, bit by a poisonous snake, and then didn't die. Uh, uh, He was was before the Jewish court. He was before the Roman courts. Uh, He was falsely accused. He was rejected by his people. He had all kinds of trouble in his life. But guess what? He had spiritual understanding. And because he had spiritual understanding, he knew how to put his faith and trust in Jesus Christ and how Jesus could bring him through to the other side. And he says these, these words to young Timothy as he writes to Timothy. He says that he says, my departure, the time of my departure is at hand, but I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. He has persevered uh, through Christ's power. (laughs) So the need for spiritual understanding, why do we need it? Well, it's necessary for our obedience, for our fruitfulness, for our growth, for our worship, for our perseverance, for our confidence. Now, here we get to something very important in in spiritual warfare. Look at verse 12. Giving the thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share the saints' inheritance in the light? He has rescued us from the domain of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of the Son. He loves. Our confidence. Where do we how do we have confidence uh, in this life? I'll tell you how. We have confidence because God gives us promises. And he tells us who we are in his word. I'm going to tell you something. Based on this scripture right here. I'm a joint heir with Christ. And so are you if you know him. I'm a prince. You're a prince or a princess of heaven. That ought to give you some confidence. You're a joint heir with Christ. Also he tells us here. You have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of His beloved Son. That is Jesus. If you know Jesus Christ today, if you've repented and put your trust in Jesus Christ, then on the authority of God's Word, I'm going to tell you something. You're not in Satan's kingdom. You don't belong to him. He has no authority over you. Conversely, you have authority over him. You're a part of Christ's kingdom. And Christ is greater than Satan. Did you know that? Christ is greater. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. That ought to give us confidence. You don't have to cower in fear. Now, it is true that demons are more powerful than you and I. But just as a police officer sticks out his hand in an 18-wheeler stops, you and I have authority. The police officer has authority from the government, right, to enforce the law. You and I have authority that comes from heaven. Uh, And Jesus told his disciples, he said, said, go forth, I have given you authority uh, to cast out demons. I've given you authority in in my name. And they went out and they did that very thing. Uh, Jesus has given us his authority. We are in his kingdom. Every time you see Jesus interact with demons in scripture, they are at his mercy, and most of the time they're trembling in fear and begging him not to send them where they don't want to go. Jesus has absolute sovereignty over Satan and all his demons. I want you to know that. I want you to get a hold of that. You don't have to walk in fear. You can be confident. You're a part of Jesus' kingdom. You need that spiritual understanding to understand just who you are in Christ. It's a wonderful thing. All right. So the need for spiritual understanding, we need, we need it for our obedience, for our fruitfulness, for our growth, for our worship, our perseverance, our confidence, and finally, our trust. Okay? Listen. What you trust makes a difference. right? Uh, I used to have, when, when I was uh, still living at home with my parents, we had a car we used to call the, the brown bomb. It burnt oil through the dashboard. I'm not sure exactly how that happens. but it, I mean, that thing, you, you, would, you would hit the gas, and it would sit there and think about it for a while. I mean, it, it, I don't know how many times we had that thing in the shop, and, and it, it just was, was terrible. If you put your trust in that car, it was likely to let you down. But then that glorious day came when my parents traded that car in and got a different vehicle, and this one actually was reliable. When you put your foot on the gas, not only did it go, but it would go real fast. (laughs) It was was reliable. Now, I, I use that because many people in this world, spiritually speaking, are putting their confidence in the wrong things. But if you put your confidence in Jesus, I want to tell you something. He is absolutely reliable. He is absolutely able. He has all knowledge. He has all wisdom. He has all power. I don't have time to get, I wish I did, but I don't have time to get into all of the details of this. But I just want to read you again what what it says here uh, about Jesus Beginning in verse 14, it says, In him we have redemption. That literally means that word means we've been loose from, we've been set free. Do you know sin does, can't have dominion over you because Jesus has set you free if you know him? You have a, the ability to, to walk in victory. He's given us the forgiveness of sins. Then look at what he says. He is the image, the essence of The invisible God. Everything that it means to be God, Jesus is. He's the firstborn over all creation. In other words, he is in authority uh, over all. He he is the first and the highest. That's that's the emphasis there. Uh, The king, sometimes he wouldn't be the firstborn in his family, but he would be uh, called the firstborn because he was the chief and sovereign power. Verse 16, for everything was created by him. When you look at these beautiful mountains, I, I was looking at the beautiful scenery yesterday. Uh, I went out about sunset last night, and uh, it, it was so beautiful. I am just looking at everything that God made. Did you know Jesus made these mountains here in East Tennessee? He made everything we see in the universe as we look at the stars Uh, The heaven and the earth, the visible and the invisible, Mm. all spiritual beings are created by Jesus Christ. Did you know that? Now, He didn't create Satan or his demons to be wicked. He created them to be good. They were first of all created as angels, but they rebelled against God. So he says, the visible and the invisible, whether the thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. There are different levels of authority in heaven, but also in the demonic kingdom. All things have been created through him and for him. No being finds its existence apart from Christ. He's before all things. In other words, before the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Jesus was already there. He's the eternal God. And by him, all things hold together. Now, this word is uh, it's in a perfect tense in Greek, which means it came together and it is held together. Everything that is. Can I tell you something? God holds this universe and Christ holds. Holds this universe together by his power. Every atom, everything that exists is held together and sustained by his mighty power. That is some power right there. Uh, He's the head of the body of the church. Hey, if God is for us, who can be against us, right? He's the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. In other words, he's the first to die, never I mean, the first to to be raised, never to die again. So that he may come to have first place in everything. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. (laughs) I want to tell you something, that's some power. That's who our trust is in. Putting your trust in Jesus is the most reliable thing you could ever do. Whether you're doing it for salvation or whether you're doing it as a Christian in your everyday life, putting your trust in Jesus is a no-brainer. He's the greatest of the great. He's the highest of the high. There's no one who can compare to him. And one day, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Uh, To to the glory of God the Father. Uh, Why do I mention all of this and focus on this? Because I want you to know something. You don't have to live in fear of the demonic world. Our Savior is so much greater, it is not even a comparison. He holds everything together by His power. You think He can't sustain you where you are? You think he can't give you the authority that you need to overcome? Don't fear, respect the evil powers of this world, but don't fear them. Because Jesus is greater, and our trust is in him. I love what uh, Paul said to the Ephesians. He He said, take up that shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench some of the fire darts of the wicked one. No, all. All the fire darts of the wicked one. Why is that? Because every time you trust in Jesus, his power is there on your behalf. And I'm going to tell you something. There's nothing Satan can throw at you that Jesus can't take care of. So don't live in fear, but anticipate victory as you walk with Christ. How do you understand this trust that you need to have? You, you understand it through gaining spiritual understanding in life and through God's word uh, and through the Holy Spirit as God opens these, these things up to you so Paul is telling the Colossians he says look I want you to have spiritual understanding and let me just give you a little bit of a of a, uh, a of a preview about how great your savior is because you need to understand that you know those demons and, and those, those principalities and those powers and so forth. He says, I want you to know something. They wouldn't even exist were it not for Jesus. Who has the greater power? That which is created or the one who creates it? Jesus created them. Any power they have, they have because Jesus created them. Don't you be afraid. You put your trust in Jesus Christ. Isn't it amazing? Uh, the, the Bible calls Satan the prince of this world. He's, he's granted an authority for a time over this world and over this world system. And uh, often he uses the systems of this world to oppose Christianity. And there have been tyrants who've come on the scene. Who've tried to, to burn scriptures and kill out the Christians and all of these things. Isn't it amazing? God's kingdom keeps moving forward. And one day, it will all come to its resolution, and Jesus will come back, and the devil will go in the lake of fire where he belongs. And Jesus will set up his kingdom, and he will reign forever and ever. No one can challenge his power. Listen, put your trust in Jesus Christ, and be in the Word of God. Because this is where we find the spiritual understanding that we need. Listen, you know, you know what I found. Sometimes there are things that I know. I I remember uh, when I was a I, I don't know I think I was a teenager at this time, but I, I remember saying, "Well, well, Dad, I already know that stuff. You know, I'm going to this class. I already know that stuff." And he said, "Well, son, sometimes you need to be reminded. You know." Sometimes we do need to be reminded. And I have found in my spiritual life, it's easy to let my mind drift away from the things of God and to lose focus and to have my faith not be where it's supposed to be. And I need to come back to the Word of God and have my my attention directed back to where it needs to be, to Jesus Christ, the greatness of His power and His sufficiency in our life. And so uh, I want to encourage you, ask God to give you spiritual understanding and be in God's Word and pray for your family to have spiritual understanding and pray for the people of this church to have spiritual understanding because it truly makes a profound difference. Truly The Bible says the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your Word. Lord, we ask that you would help us to grow in spiritual understanding. And we pray that you would have your way in our lives, God. And uh, that we would line ourselves up with you and that we would draw close to you and, and know you as we've never known you before as we grow in spiritual understanding. God, give us the perseverance we need. Give us the faith we need. Strengthen us with all the strength of your power, God, as we go out. to to reach this lost world. Lord, help us not to live in fear of the evil one. But Lord, in faith, help us take his territory. Help us win souls to Jesus Christ in faith and confidence in you. And Lord, for those who are here today that don't know Jesus Christ, I pray that today would be the day that they would be transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Lord, I pray that you'd give them the ability to genuinely repent of their sin and put their trust in Jesus and receive his eternal life. And Lord, let it be so now.